नमस्ते एंड वेलकम टू वेदांता द रिवर ऑफ विजडम पॉडकास्ट अ पॉडकास्ट दैट ब्रिंग्स टू यू द एंशंट फ्लोइंग ट्रेडिशन ऑफ वेदांता व्हिच रिवील्स दैट यू आर प्योर बीइंग हैविंग अ ह्यूमन एक्सपीरियंस आई एम योर गाइड बाय द साइड स्वामिनी बी लेट अस फ्लो यू एंड आई ऑन द बैंक्स ऑफ द रिवर ऑफ विजडम मेमोरी एंड प्राइड were fighting about the correct representation of an event memory said it was exactly like that pride with her nose up in the air said it couldn't have been each asserted her superiority and tried to convince the other finally memory gave up and pride won i love this fable from Fritz Perls who was the founder of Gestalt therapy a type of therapy that i really enjoy if i had to extend this fight to a fight between memory and identity then the undisputed champion between both of them would have to be identity we think that our memories shape identity but actually depending on what our identity is we remember our memories let me explain a memory is a residue of an experience in any experience there are different kinds of sensations sights sounds tastes smells and touch and our thoughts and emotions related to that experience it is an impression that is created on the mind for instance the memory of a family holiday when you were 10 year old splashing water on your cousins in the turquoise blue waters of goa with much squealing and laughter one remembers what one felt what one experienced and the related thought each of these sensations is fleeting but all these sensations combine to form a memory in indian thought memory or chitta is a function of the antakarna the inner instrument called the mind you might remember from previous episodes that the antakarna consists of four aspects and their related functions one buddhi which is the function of decision making second manas which is a function of feeling desiring wanting three chitta memory and finally the ahankara the i notion that holds it all together modern psychologists further classify memory as short term memory or working memory long term memory episodic memory and so on and when it comes to learning something there are three steps acquisition of memory that is learning memory retention and memory retrieval and within this there are types of amnesia we remember things that had an impact on us positively or negatively and rarely remember things that are routine and familiar like you won't remember what you ate for lunch 2 months ago unless it was a special lunch difficult memories 
haunt us if we have not processed them. The more we try to forget them, the more they persist. The event, whatever it was, happened 20 years ago. We try to make sense of the event. We replay the event over and over and over in our minds, thinking of all the possibilities. Why did he or she say this? Why did he or she do this? Why did he or she not say and do what was important? And so it goes on. We try to reconcile the event and what it said about us then and also our identity now. Leela is 55 years old now. For a long time, she had painful memories of her childhood, seeing ugly fights between her parents and being beaten by her father. In her early adult years, the not good enough and the feelings of helplessness spread their tentacles all over her relationships. Any disagreement at work or with friends and she would flare up. Why me? was the constant refrain. She was not able to isolate the emotions she felt to those events in childhood because she had not processed them. As we review any painful event in our mind, the memory of the event produces the same chemicals in the body almost to the same degree as if the event was happening. In Leela's case, it was the event of being beaten by the father, the helplessness, anger and sadness and the judgment about herself that there is something wrong with me. I can never do anything right. The self-judgment would repeat itself and feed into the emotions which would feed into the memory of the event. By constant repetition, we remember the event again, the thought, and that produces a feeling. And then we have the memory, the thought, and the feeling. As we keep repeating in our minds, the memory of the event is not so distinct anymore, meaning the sights, the sounds, the smells, the taste, the touch may not be so distinct, the thoughts fade away, finally we are just left with the feeling. We have memorized the feeling to be a part of our identity and to be a part of our personality. Each time we remember the event, the chemicals of that event associated with the event begin to condition the body. Over time, the repetition of the feeling shapes the development of identity based on the feelings. For instance, if I feel helpless, I must be helpless. If I feel helpless, I must be helpless. If I feel I am not good enough, it is true. In the long run, the body begins to know better than the mind. When we are feeling angry, sad and helpless, we are in the state, physiologically and chemically, in which the body begins to respond as if the event is happening right now. The body, just like the unconscious mind, doesn't know the difference between whether the event is happening in your reality or 
it's totally in your mind because it only has feelings as its language on the other hand if you are feeling the blessings of good health or you are feeling the love for your children or you are feeling gratitude for being alive your body begins to become conditioned and it begins to respond as if the event is taking place when we proactively change our physiological state to one of gratitude peace and love we condition our bodies chemically to feel this and also start to see our life as a life of blessing meditating on what has been given focusing on the present yoga asanas help in taking charge of our emotional landscape we are no longer tossed about from one to the other subject to the vagaries of the storms of external events the impressions on our minds are also called vasanas and the impact of these and their influence on our lives can be certainly reduced so that we stop reacting and operating unconsciously if you are confronted with someone who says why do you act so helpless in situations you will probably have an answer about some situations in life but the memories are not shaping your identity the identity is shaping your memory so the situation now and the situation 20 years ago are not related at all you relate the two because you are so conditioned by the feeling that it is difficult to be objective through many processes of life leela was able to heal from the impact of the childhood event some of the things that helped her and in turn can help us were one leela grew to find herself acceptable and lovable she saw that she was not acceptable and lovable because person a person b or person c accepted and loved her but people loved her because she was acceptable and lovable she saw that the feelings of not good enough had no basis in reality what she felt was valid but it belonged to incidents to incidents of the past by contributing positively in her relationships and recognizing that she was a manifestation of ishvara helped her soften the calcified shell of worthlessness two Leela realized that what had happened was bad enough but what she was doing to herself was even worse she was unconsciously perpetuating further hurt and helplessness by replaying the memories and the negative judgments about herself Leela was able to bring the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita about taking responsibility for oneself and making constructive choices in her life while offering these to ishvara 3 leela at 45 years stopped going into a helpless daughter mode as an adult she was able to objectively see that her parents had their own background and problems she started her journey of acceptance by accepting that she could not accept in time she was able to see that her reactions and her parents reactions 
were a part of the psychological order of Ishvara, the psychological laws and principles that are dynamic. She would often remember Bhagavan Krishna's words. Sarvasya chaham riddhi sannivishthaha mattasprithirnyanam apohanancha I have entered the hearts of all. From me have come smriti, memory, jnanam, knowledge, and apohanam, forgetfulness. She saw that she was not entirely in charge of her memory or forgetfulness and no longer wanted to totally obliterate those difficult memories. Four, most importantly, Leela was able to reclaim the three shaktis we have been given every moment. Ichha shakti, the power to feel differently. Jnana shakti, the power to know what was happening to her and how she could change it. And Kriya shakti, the power to change. Leela no longer defined herself by an event. She saw herself as powerful and capable of making the change she wanted in her own life. 5. Walks in nature, practicing yogasanas, pranayama, and some therapy sessions based on body work helped her to transform the painful traumatic memory into an event that happened in her life. No more, no less. 6. With chanting and her understanding of Ishvara, Leela was able to turn on an elevated physiological state of gratitude, love and trust in life without depending on external conditions. She changed her focus on what she could do in any overwhelming situation and increasingly felt hopeful and optimistic. People liked being around her as she had developed a cheerfulness and enthusiasm that came from seeing herself as an instrument of Ishvara. Through Leela's journey of healing, we see that it is indeed possible to heal from difficult memories. We have to change our identity. We are ready for the teachings of Vedanta when we examine our identities and explore the connection with memory and modify our identities which are actually very fluid. Maya was 45 years when she discovered that her husband had a one-night stand with a colleague at a weekend conference. Much to her shock, she had seen some WhatsApp chats when he had returned home. It was devastating because her primary identity was that of a loving and loyal wife. I asked her which part was devastating. Was it the memory of seeing the chats or it was something else? She said that she felt discarded and cheated. Her husband was deeply repentful and he had endlessly apologized to her. On the one hand, she wanted to forgive her husband, but on the other hand, she could not reconcile the event of betrayal with her identity as a loving, loyal and accommodating wife. We face dilemmas like this all the time. 
should i allow the event to define me or should i define myself and accommodate the event if she defined herself on the basis of the event then she could dig into her whole life and find enough incidents and events where she had felt betrayed cheated hurt and humiliated this goes for all of us if she defined herself on the basis of being a loving loyal and accommodating wife then she could forgive him in time trusting the years of a solid marriage they had behind them sure he had to regain her trust but as hurt as she was she could be willing to try maya took the second option and i'm happy to share that the couple are going to celebrate their 25th wedding anniversary as her exposure to vedanta grew maya was able to see that our deeper identity is that of karta and bhokta doer and experiencer which rests on the primary identity of being a human being even that identity of a human being is shaped by the events of birth and death maya saw that her true non-negatable identity was chaitanyam consciousness not defined by the form of the human being and definitely not defined by any of the events that had happened to the form she had come home to herself so the choice is up to you will you continue to define yourself by an event the memory of an event or by that which you truly are ever present and the one who can never be negated you matter your life matters what you do with your life matters thanks for listening if you found this episode helpful or offering some insight then do consider sharing this with your family friends or on social media almost all the episodes of vedanta the river of wisdom are complete in and of themselves they run for about 15 to 20 minutes and you can dip into the archive at any point in time for an insight a tool a perspective that reveals that you are pure being having a human experience as always thanks for listening and we'll see you next week